This is Resonate, the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Monthly conversations on employer branding and the real scoop from expert practitioners and thought leaders coming to you from the mind of Jason Seiden. Hi, and welcome to Resonate, the podcast ostensibly about employer branding, but really just a great excuse to bring together some of the most amazing people from employer branding and talent acquisition and HR and marketing who are really doing interesting and creative things in the space. And today I have somebody who, uh, well, her name is synonymous with the space. For a long time, she was, she was known as the most connected person on LinkedIn. But since then, she has gone on to do even more incredible, bigger and better things with some of the hottest brands in this space. Naturally, I could only be talking about Stacy Sapar. Stacy, welcome to the program. Thanks, Jason. It's great to be here. It is a pleasure having you. And as you said, I am your host today, Jason Seiden. And Stacy and I are going to be hitting this hard, this, this whole notion of employer branding. Um, and so let's jump into it. Uh, Stacy, tell us about what you're working on. I think a lot of people know your past, but I don't know that as many people know what you're currently doing. And you're doing some incredible stuff. What's, what's the current project that's keeping you busy? Um, yeah, thanks. It's um, Right now, I am working mostly with TripAdvisor, of course, the, the world's largest travel brand, and we're doing some good stuff when it comes to social, employer branding, candidate engagement, employee engagement, all sorts of fun things. Um, I'm also doing a little bit of work with Booking.com, which is actually a TripAdvisor partner also in the travel space, as well as a few other clients um, on more of an ad hoc basis. So a lot of, lot of good stuff going on right now. With TripAdvisor, you're doing something that I thought was incredible. You have started a group that, that connects employees and candidates that really kind of blurs the line between uh, the company and the people it's trying to recruit. Where did the idea for that uh, come from and how's it working for you so far? Yeah, we decided to start a Facebook group instead of starting a Facebook page when it came to our employer branding efforts. I personally like, just because I'm a geek and I'm in this space and I love this stuff, I follow about and have liked over 150, 200 employer brand groups on Facebook. And they their content really never crosses my feed. Of course, all this organic reach and, and what have you for pages and brands on Facebook has become pretty much nil. It's a pay-to-play game now. And so but I thought about it, and a lot of the groups that I'm part of on Facebook really um, are constantly pop- popping up in my stream. And so what I thought was instead of starting a page, why don't we start a Facebook group? It's a closed group, not a private one. And basically what happens is employees, candidates, potential employees, um, recruiters, hiring managers, international, everybody comes together to talk and to be part of this group. And by being a closed group, it, the membership in the group is visible to those Facebook members, personal friends and coworkers or whoever they're friends with on Facebook. But by being closed, they're not seeing the content that's being shared and the questions that are being asked and what they're saying and liking and what have you. And we named the group Go Trip Advisor, which is sort of our employer brand handle and our employer brand um, hashtag. It's sort of what we what we've branded ourselves as from a from as a from a careers perspective. So it's not super um, telling to their Facebook friends that this is even a, a careers page, basically, or a careers group. So it's a, it's, it doesn't have that stigma um, by joining. So anyway, to answer your question, what we've done, we, we have created this group, and it really is incredible. I had a theory that it was either going to really take off and fly or it was going to completely flop, and I didn't know which. I was hoping for the former, of course. Mm-hmm. And it's been, it's been fabulous because... 
um, yeah, and I hope I don't say this quote incorrectly, so if I stumble on it, you guys bear with me. But basically, the difference between an audience and um, and a community is which way the chairs are facing. And I'm the first person that scoffed at the idea of talent community for, for years. I, I just didn't believe it was such a thing existed. But honestly, um, with a page, the brand, which is often a logo, it's not an actual person's name, with a page on Facebook, a the brand is broadcasting in kind of one way direction toward potential candidates, right? With a sure. group, with a group, we really do have all the chairs facing each other, and these conversations are happening, and it's individual people telling their stories and asking questions and sharing information, and um, and and like I said, employees are talking to candidates, and recruiters are talking to hiring managers, and and engineers are talking to you know potential employees and. Everybody's talking to everyone. It's a really great tool. It's not only been great from an employer brand perspective, but it's also been really cool for employee engagement to see employees sharing information about what's happening in their their location. TripAdvisor, by the way, has 45 locations around the world. So uh, it's been actually a really great employee engagement tool as well because uh, employees are talking to employees and sharing information and sharing wins and sharing perks about the company and what they love most. And um, it's actually been a, a really cool kind of morale booster team building thing as well. So um, we couldn't be happier. The, the results have been fabulous. I'm not aware of any other careers team or recruiting team that's using Facebook groups. So um, kind of fun to take risks and try new things, and, and especially when they work out. So we're, we're having a lot of fun with it. It's been fabulous. Well, that's awesome. Well, and I know, you know when, when you're on the bleeding edge of something, oftentimes measuring success is a challenge because you're, you're trying something for the first time. There's no baseline. There's no real understanding of, of where, how success is going to manifest. Uh, do you have a sense for, you mentioned engagement and, uh, you know, is it, in employee communications is some of the areas where you're, you're having an impact. Have you figured out how to measure that? Is it, is, has this reached the point where it's, it's self-sustaining or is it still in build and discover mode? Yeah, I think the, for sure, when I was, get, when I was um, playing with the idea and I actually shared it in some employer brand Facebook groups um, that I'm a member of. Um, you know, ironically or coincidentally, or <laughs> anyway, that's right. where I went to, to brainstorm. You know, I knew, of course, that the, one of the biggest, if not the biggest disadvantage to starting a Facebook group is that you cannot measure it. It's not like a page where you're able to manage um, the interactions and, and, and we're not able to be engaged, for instance, in external sites and tools like social recruitment monitor, et cetera. Um, there is no measurement piece in a Facebook group. The only thing that we would, in theory, be able to do is eventually ask people, you know, when they're applying and what have you, oh, what is your source or how did you find out about us? And the hope that they they select the Facebook group as the right option. But we all know that you t- kind of take that data with a grain of salt and that more often than not, um, candidates hear about you from multiple channels or they they select whichever one is most recent or what have you. So unfortunately, this is not going to be something that we're going to be able to measure. But um, again, I'm kind of reminded of a, of a little quote here is, you know, what's the what's the ROI of putting your pants on in the morning? This is one of those where I'm willing to uh, I'm willing to, to put up with the lack of, of exact data um, just based on the benefit that is very, very clear to see that is happening Um Everybody should go check it out. Anyone who wants, who's listening to this podcast and wants to join the group, you're automatically. Um, I will go absolutely approve you all, and you can you can scal- you can uh, what's the word? You can stalk or lurk or whatever. Um, you can participate, ask questions. You know that's what this is all about. It's all about two way conversation and true social social um, recruiting and 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 behavior. So it's so it's fun. so. Here's what I want to do. I actually I want to explore this a little bit more, and I want to talk about some of the 
some of the, the upside, the exciting things that you're seeing, because I think it is one of the more cutting edge uh, pieces that we've seen in, in the employer branding space in a while. It's low cost, right? There, there's all kinds of upside. So I want to talk about that. Uh, I also want to talk about some of the challenges that I can imagine you're facing, because being on the bleeding edge is not easy. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are at organizations that have great stories to tell, but they're having trouble telling them, right? There's organizational red tape and there's bureaucracy. And so having a good story is one thing. Being able to tolerate some of the lack of metrics and some of these other challenges is another. So I'd like to take a couple minutes on that after we talk about the upside. And then I sort of want to go backwards, if you're okay, into some of the things that you've done previously and maybe figure out, you talked about the genesis of this particular idea, but I'd like to go a little bit bigger and talk about some of the things you've done uh, to understand what your perspective on employer branding in general is and, and where you think it's going from here. How does that sound for you? Sounds good. So, all right, so we've got this Facebook group. You've opened it up. Uh, you're connecting employees with other employees, with candidates, with members of the community at large. Uh, it, you know, it sounds like a it sounds like product placement, right? It sounds like a very soft sort of, of, of branding play. From a benefits perspective, what were the benefits that you were hoping to get from this? What were you testing and, and what are you seeing materialize in, in terms of, of the upside? Yeah, I think um, the, the thing to, that was the biggest challenge for us or the biggest goal for us, and I'm kind of following the lead of our head of talent in employer branding, Lori Russo um, at TripAdvisor, but her number one um, beef when she hired me in the first place was that TripAdvisor is in Boston. It was headquartered in Boston 15 years ago. Um, they're in Oxford, London, um, Malaysia, Japan, whatever. They're all around the world. We have all these locations, and people don't even know that we're in their backyard. And so for her, this was, you know, different companies have different employer branding goals from the onset. Really, for Lori, that was her number one objective, was to get the word out there that TripAdvisor is hiring in their own backyard. And so for me, that wasn't um, that was a, a really fun kind of, goal, kind of this big softball, just to hit it out there and get this brand awareness out there. And so for us, it was less about quality of hire or time to fill or metrics or da -da. it was just about awareness. And so I just really just had fun with it and, and just kind of took some of these leaps. But, um, but basically what we wanted was to drive conversation. We wanted to have these two-way conversations. We wanted to remove some of the barriers and the stigma around careers pages and you know, oh, I'm an active job seeker, therefore I will follow this careers page. We have a lot of conversation just about travel because um, if you think about it, every TripAdvisor employee likes to travel and many, sure. many, many non-employees also like travel. It's a really nice kind of common ground, um, this level setting conversation that we can have whether people are actively job seeking or not. So we're, we wanted to engage passive talent. Um, we wanted to just, just have conversations, keep TripAdvisor kind of um, front of mind, you know, I I was at Universum's headquarters a couple weeks ago in New York City and or in their New York New York City office rather, not their headquarters. And um, the 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 president of the company, Petter, um, he he had a really unique kind of funnel that he drew on the on the whiteboard. And I'd never seen this before. And I'm sure maybe it exists and it's more prevalent. But I personally was new to this, and I mm -hmm. keep thinking thinking back to this funnel. And basically. The, the top of the funnel, there's four levels to this upside down kind of triangle, this funnel. The top layer, um, and this is just going by memory. I haven't prepped this before this call today, so I hope I remember it correctly. But the top level is just brand awareness, right? Overall brand awareness. A lot of people have heard of TripAdvisor, right? Sure. 
And then the next funnel down is, um, is, is awareness as an employer or thinking about, you know, consideration as an employer. What I consider working for this company, you know, the funnel gets a little bit smaller, but you want to keep as many of those people into that part of the funnel as well. Yep. And then, and then the next, the third level is going to be, um, are, would, would we be an employer of choice? Would we be one of their preferred employers? Would be in, we be in their top three places to work? And again, I'm trying to drive as many people down this funnel as possible. And I think this group is helping it. And then the final fourth piece of the funnel, of course, is taking action, stopping what you're doing, going to the careers page, actually applying. So and you know, so it's, so that you know conversion, it's, you know yeah, what's we really interesting about that is it's a marketing funnel. And mm-hmm. really, I mean, the only the only layer to add would be you know product evaluation, which would be right employee engagement. You right. add a fifth layer. Uh, it's it's marketing applied to uh, recruitment. recruitment. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And and that's the beauty of this this what we're doing at Trip, and not just from Facebook, but we're on other social channels as well. And we're um, we just started a. a a blog in the last month or so, and it's actually on the main TripAdvisor page. They've got a Life at TripAdvisor tab, and you can read all these employees' stories. We're getting the stories out there. The the storytelling um, is happening. We're doing spotlights. We're getting our tech team involved next week. That's starting up. Um, again, it's it, in my view, employer branding is not sugarcoating or just saying how great of an employer you are, right? It's differentiating yourself from the pack. It's what makes your company different from the next guy. And so even if you're a small company or you're a big brand like TripAdvisor, really all you're doing is articulating the things that differentiate you as a brand. So you've got an open conversation happening in a Facebook group, right? You just mm-hmm. talked a minute ago about how it's people talking with people. Yep. And here you're talking about really showcasing what's true in the organization. So which drives which? Does the organization already have the good culture and that sort of shapes the conversation? Or are people, are leaders in the, in the organization listening to the conversation to figure out what the truth, where the truth really lies? I think that right now we're in the former. I think it's brand new. We just launched all of our social channels the first week of March. So we're still getting kind of out there and, and this is all brand new. We didn't really have a social presence besides a Twitter um, a Twitter account from a from a TripAdvisor careers perspective, but um, I absolutely am going to tell you that that is what keeps me up at night. Um, that in an excited way, mind you, um, not about TripAdvisor specifically, but you know, kind of this does the the tail wag the dog or does the dog wag the tail kind of idea. Like, does employee engagement drive employer branding efforts, or does employer branding sort of um, drive employee engagement? And I think, of course, the two hands have to talk to each other. Um, and I think if a company doesn't have a strong employer brand, they should focus on their their culture and their employee engagement piece first before they really start start shining a spotlight on their employer brand. But um, I I personally am really excited about. You know, everyone's talking about employer brand these days. It's this big buzzword. It's, you know, everyone's doing it. Everyone's at least trying to do it or right. pretend that they're doing it. But I really think employee engagement is is the next big thing that, that's going to be really hot in our space. Um, because I think that if you can if you can energize your culture and 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 really articulate what it is and get your employees excited, then that automatically really greases the the wheels for employer branding efforts down the road. So, so it's I interesting. Know. I have, so I'm like, I have a perspective on this, right? I mean, yes, I'm, my job is to draw you out, but you know, on this topic, I've also been in the space for a long time and I've, I've seen a bunch of these things. And what's really interesting is that employee engagement, it's always like the number two most important thing right after either the fire of the day or the shiny object that's captured everyone's attention. <laughs> so, right, it's either there's a war for talent or there's a social media or there's employer. Right? There's always something that sort of edges out the chronic need for employee engagement. 
So it's really interesting for me to hear you say that because what it indicates to me is you sitting on the bleeding edge of employer branding, you can already start to see the next iteration of this cycle where employer branding becomes part of the fabric of the organization. And once that happens, then the, the cycle will start again. There'll either be another technology, another shiny object, or another crisis, right? Where, you know, every small company has to go global and we're going to need you know, international experience. Whatever the case was or is, it'll start over again. And that's actually... That actually gives me hope because what that tells me is that employer branding uh, is not going to come and go. But you, you know, you're working with with TripAdvisor, and you've worked with some of the other, some of the, like you know, there are drinking games about some of the places where you have worked previously in the space. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you hear these companies at a conference, right, you have to go find a fireball. fireball, right? So guilty as charged. So th- that actually, that's pretty cool to hear. Yeah, I think employee engagement is a really exciting place to be. To your, to, I, I agree with you as well. It's always kind of a second priority, if that. Um, it, it rarely is going to take front and center stage. But I, I feel that at the end of the day, there's probably a couple of reasons why that is. Number one, employee engagement is kind of this long-term game. Right, it's chronic. Cu- right, yeah. Cultures, cultures don't change overnight, and it doesn't meet any immediate need. It doesn't scratch any immediate itch. Oh, we need to hire five iOS engineers yesterday. Oh, we should work on employee engagement. Right? That, <laughs> right. doesn't, that doesn't happen. Right. And so everybody goes for like the immediate gratification piece, right? If you're, if you're in a hurting spot, you focus on sourcing. You don't fork it, focus on your employer brand efforts on, on Twitter necessarily because one's a long-term game and one's an immediate like, you know, problem solver. The other thing that I think um, may, has made employee engagement Um, more of a back burner issue is that people don't really know who owns it. Of course, as an employer brander, I care deeply about the employee engagement piece because without it, I don't really have a lot to talk about or anything Mm -hmm. really positive to spotlight. But, you know, at the end of the day, who owns it? Does HR own it? I kind of think HR should be definitely part of the conversation because that's culture and that's that's the people and that's how everyone interacts and that's the, you know, morale and all these employee opinion surveys. Right, but it's, but it's also the brand. You've got people outside the company talking about of course, travel. Right. So marketing has got to be at the table. Marketing's at the table. The CEO, I've read, I'm sure you've read it. The, there's the Universum study that shows that 60% of CEOs think they own employer brand. Meanwhile, I think 50 something percent or 60, an, uh, an equally high percentage of people in HR, think they own the employer brand, right? So everyone thinks they own it. Um, everyone feels that the other parties involved aren't doing enough and yeah. maybe aren't even capable. So again, we have a lot of people that have um, the right goals in mind and they have the best interests of the company in mind, but everybody thinks that they're doing it right and that the other parties aren't doing it en- enough or aren't on the same page. I agree. I think that this is a table where a lot of different parties need to come together. We so all have a vested you, interest here. So how do you do that? Right. So this actually brings me back to one of the one of the questions I said we would get to, which was yeah. not every company that has a great story to tell can tell it or knows how to tell it. I imagine that lack of leadership creates a black hole for a lot of organizations where a great idea like TripAdvisor's Facebook group just never gets built because you, you, there's just no end to the infighting between marketing and, and HR, for instance. You've clearly broken through those barriers. You've done it several times over. What are the companies that you, you've you worked with, what do they have in common that have allowed you to execute on the employer brand 
is it that they had clear ownership? Is it that, you know, there was a particular person who owned it? Is it that you started small and like a virus kind of exploded out and infected the organization with your goodness once you started small? So funny. Uh, right? Like, how did how'd you, I, how'd I'll you be honest. Through? I'll be really candid. Um, I've been very, very lucky in that department in the sense that um, we had pretty much complete autonomy from the time I was brought on to do what we're going to do. And, um, you know, I've always, I'm not going to lie, I've always been a little bit more of the um, better to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission type of person. I like to take risks. I like to trust my gut and hope that the best, um, you know, happens. Uh, knock wood. <laughs> so mm-hmm. far, that's been okay. And it's all worked out. But um, at Zappos, for instance, you know, we we had really a ton of autonomy to do what we were going to do with the whole Zappos Insider program and all of our social efforts. We, of course, kept marketing and um, we had another um, organization within the company that did a ton of branding from a um, from a company culture perspective, because Zappos, of course, is this you know topic of conversation and, and deep study and research when it comes to cultures. But um, we kind of kept everyone in the loop, but we never once said, can we do this? Can we do that? Is it all right if we do this? We just kind of did it. And we're like CCing people along the way and they're like high-fiving us and mm-hmm. sharing our content and we're sharing theirs. So I think if you add value without necessarily asking first, um, <laughs> again, you know, your mileage may vary at your company, but for right. me, that's worked out really well to show immediate value, to show what great content looks like, to show this engagement that's happening and, and other people will believe it and they will support you. And then you, of course, you know, like any social relationship, um, you're of course supporting their efforts and content is so often transferable. You know, you take that same piece of content, you package it up, package it up a little bit differently. One works great for a marketing audience. The other works great for an employer brand audience. Same thing with TripAdvisor. I was very, very fortunate to be hired by, um, as I mentioned, this woman, Lori Russo. She actually was um, part of TripAdvisor's marketing team for six, seven years um, when our CEO, Steve Coffer, plucked her out of marketing. We're like, here, go run talent acquisition. Go mm-hmm. fix recruiting. So she, she's been in this role about a year now. She's fabulous, but she's a marketer. She's never been in recruiting in her life. And so she immediately saw the value for a strong uh, and the need for a strong employer brand. And that's why she looped me in. And we've just been running full steam ahead. Have we been, you know, we, of course, met with marketing in the beginning. We told them our game plan. They've been great in supporting us. Like I said, they gave us real estate on the blog page. We retweet each other, all those good things. But um, really, they understand that, you know, employer brand and corporate brand and consumer brand, these are all different sides of the same coin, if you will. Um, and of course, we want to we want to be cohesive and we don't want to, um, you know, be counterproductive in any way. Sure. But at the same time, you know, we're 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 mindful of that. And we're, we're the content that we're putting out there is is fully aligned with with our overall brand. And so we've gotten nothing but support um, so in, in both of those contexts. So I'm getting the sense that in your perfect world, there's a <laughs> dotted line to marketing, but it's owned by HR. Or recruiting. I kind of view recruiting and HR as two different things. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, my, my, my recruiter roots are showing right now, aren't they? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't know. I think, I think recruiting is definitely um, a subset of HR, but I, I kind of view them as uh, again, you know, one's a hunter, one's a gatherer kind well, of thing. Well, so, so. so make the case, and make the case within <laughs> recruiting. Employer branding for all of the marketing expertise that it relies on. Uh, why does it live in? Why is it important that it lives in recruiting? I think because a it's it's supporting the hiring of employees. I mean, the ultimate goal is to attract top talent. That's what an employer brand campaign does, and and recruiting has a vested interest. This is also our number one goal. Not necessarily that for marketing or HR, right? So mm-hmm. I think for sure it needs to. I personally think it should live there. 
Um, I do think it definitely needs to, to talk and be friendly with and dotted line and all those fun things with marketing. There's so many great resources. There's so much great content there. There's so many great design folks that don't live in recruiting teams, let's face it. Um, but for me, I definitely think it should live in recruiting. Um, and then again, have all these other folks at the table, um, you know, to, to, to really be firing on all on all cylinders. Well, so are you finding, when you launch a program like the, the TripAdvisor Facebook group, do you find uh, a bleed over impact on what's happening on Twitter or what's happening on Glassdoor? Yeah, we're, we're just now starting to kind of get into uh, our Glassdoor strategy. That's going to be we're going to be um, revamping that page and all that. That's like next on my to-do list for the next couple of weeks, and I'm going to be really tackling that hard. It is a little bit early. We haven't gotten to the point yet where we're measuring or or directly seeing direct correlations between what's happening on Facebook and Twitter, but we're doing a lot of cr- cross-promotion. We're seeing a lot of conversations that start in one place and kind of end up over um, somewhere else. But sure. absolutely, I mean, again, we're, we're a couple months, maybe now almost three months now um, out of the gate when it comes to launching our social channels. And um, we started immediately in a, a rotation program where each week a different recruiter is running all of our social channels. It's not me. And so we're still in that process of training the recruiters and what does good content look like and what does great content look like and how do you what how do you share content on Twitter and how do you share it in the Facebook group and how do you um, how do you drive engagement? So right now we're still in the process of having different recruiters take their turn at the wheel and then the next phase is going to be um, some of these more specialty targeted campaigns. We're going to have a targeted campaign for international, for instance, and for tech, for instance, and um, other places. And um, we've got a bunch of good stuff up our sleeve. But right now, the first phase was to was to train all the recruiters on social. The second phase was launch. The third phase are going to be some of these specialty um, projects and more deep dive type things. So I'm really excited for what we have coming up over the next three or four months. Um, and without saying too much, we actually are in the process of um, revamping our careers page. That's also on the very near horizon. And what we're looking at there is absolutely unique and different. And to my knowledge has never been done before. It is dynamic. It is social. It is amazing. So stay tuned on that. A little, you know, a little cliffhanger there, a little teaser, but, um, I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am about this. I've never seen anything like this on any careers pages. Well, so, so let me, so, <laughs> which is, which is cool. I mean, I, I think everybody's sort of on the edge of their seat waiting to see what's coming. Yeah. But, but at the same time, here's the question. Uh, how much of, uh, how much of employer branding is standing out and being different and doing new things versus nailing the fundamentals, right? So, TripAdvisor, you've got a Facebook group. Like, is that, does that strategy get burned out after a while, or is that a strategy that others can adopt and, and execute for themselves? So at the end of the day, I don't necessarily think that it, what, it matters whether you're doing the most bleeding edge or cutting edge or innovative or different. Um, again, I think all, this social, all these social channels are really just paths to get your content out there. At the end of the day, I think the content uh, really is the most important thing. How are you different what are your employees like? Bringing all these voices together. Sure, if you're doing new and different and exciting things and you're having really great results and reach because of it, then so be it. But I don't think that your brand should be built on the fact that you're doing things, you're branding yourself differently um, than other companies. I just think it's it really comes down to getting those stories out there and finding the best way to do that. Yeah, it would, and it would seem that if you're really true to your culture, if you're really true to your company, there's going to be some unique quality to what you're doing anyway. 
Right. I mean, you're right. There's some companies where, where being unique and different and, and, and trying new things is, is representative of the culture. And there's some where that wouldn't work. But, but yeah, I think that at, at the end of the day, what you're doing and how you're doing it um, is definitely going to speak to the overall culture. And they're probably going to you know, be, go hand in hand anyway. So I've been, uh, I've been cognizant ever since I said drinking game, I've been cognizant of, of actually using the name of the company <laughs> that you used to be with. Um, but with, with what you're seeing now, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that in the few minutes we have left, you can tie the past to the future. And over the last couple of years, how have you seen the idea of recruitment marketing and employer branding evolve? And do you have a sense for where it's going? I mean, you already touched a little bit on it with employee engagement, but beyond that, like, do you have a... Do you have a sense for where this wave is taking us? That's a great question. Wow. Um, wow. I don't know the answer to that necessarily, but I think um, just from what I've seen, obviously, you know, I've been in recruiting for 18 years. I've been a sourcer for, you know, that whole entire period. I've never paid an agency fee. I've always found my own candidates since day one kind of thing. At my core, I'm a recruiter and I've always been a recruiter. Um, and, and employer branding for me is, is much newer. I haven't been in this space as long, but from what I've seen, maybe going back to 2010, when I really got into Twitter and I started blogging and all those fun things, I would say in the beginning, a lot of people thought they were doing social recruiting and, and, and they were, you know, we're, oh, we're social. We, we post all of our jobs on Twitter automatically. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not social. There's no conversation Mm -hmm. happening there. That's not, that's not branding your company. That's not making anyone want to stop what they're doing and go work for you. Like, and so I, I think in the beginning, it started out there. There was still this post and pray mentality, blasting jobs, one-way conversation kind of thing. And then over time, people started to understand that it's about you know, articulating your culture. And so over time, I think it became more like, oh, we ran, we did a walkathon this weekend. Oh, we picked up trash. Oh, our Q4 results were great. Our earnings results, like, again, kind of blase, like, it's content and it's not job postings, but it's not making me want to stop what I'm doing and like, oh my God, I have to work there. The bar is definitely getting higher all the time. And we're starting to think more like marketers. And I think mm-hmm. we're expecting more out of ourselves when it comes to branded campaigns and and thinking like marketers and, and using tools like Canva to come up with beautiful images, even though we're not designers and we don't have design teams. Mm-hmm. And I think over time and the, and the, and the type of content that we're sharing, really telling those stories um, what makes you unique? No, we're not going to just share our, you know, we have medical, dental, vision, and matching 401k. Yeah, so does everyone else. What's unique? Oh, Zappos, we have this $50 a month employee recognition bonus where you give one of your coworkers a $50 bill once a month to recognize. Like, these are unique perks that make you different, that speak to the culture. And so I think over time that the bar has gotten higher. I definitely think we have room to grow. I think that there's a need for more data to look at what content is really resonating with your audiences. Thinking about personas and like, who do you really want to reach? You don't want to reach, you don't need more applicants. You need better applicants in specific areas. So I think we're going to be thinking a lot more about personas. We're going to have much more targeted campaigns. I think we're going to be looking at the data and seeing what resonates and what doesn't. Again, at Universum a couple weeks ago, I demoed a product that actually looks at specific tweets and specific Facebook posts and who likes it and who doesn't and who, you know, wants to take action based on that, who just kind of skims past. Um, a friend of mine, her name is Sarah Evans. She stood up on stage at Social Fresh Conference a couple of years ago and said a phrase that has stuck with me ever since. And I've said it many times now. Um, and many people may be listening to this podcast or sick of hearing it, but it really does um, set the tone. You know, she said, great content makes people want to share, care, or swear. And I think to myself, <laughs> every time before I post, 
I have this little, you know, I have this little rubber bracelet, you know, what would, what would Sarah, what would Sarah do? Right. But I think about that, you know, if, are people really going to like it or retweet it if you post about your Q4 earnings? No. Well, are they going to like it or post it or share it? You know, you're hitting on you're actually hitting on something that's much much bigger, which is a fundamental shift in how companies think about content and communications. Right. Because if you think about your traditional, think of just the the traditional company in their compliance driven world, regulatory world, you're going to have a very careful manicured set of communications. And then beyond that, that's just your outbound communications. Internally, your CEO is going to be the most careful person in the organization in terms of communication. Because right below the CEO, those folks are going to be almost as careful as the CEO, but they're going to steal a little bit on the margins because they can, right? And then below them, they're going to, you know, the director is going to be almost as careful as the VPs, but they're going to steal a little bit and so on. And so because communications were so linear, right, top down, in order to bring in the rank and file employees, that CEO really had to be perfect, like absolutely perfect. And what you're talking about is leading with vulnerability, leading with something that will make people either opt in or opt out in a very, very big and unmistakable way. That is, that's a fundamentally different kind of thinking that's, um, that's going to be new to a lot of organizations. Yeah, I think I think authenticity is key. I think being real is key, especially when you're talking about the millennial population. It's they know when something is manicured and it's overly polished and overly produced, and it's we all do, don't we? It's right? just it's just yeah. It's, I mean, we all do. It's but now they're, it's they're, trickled down where where the rank and file are no longer pretending that it isn't. Of course, right? of course, and I don't mean to overgeneralize. Oh, millennials, blah blah blah. But honestly, like they, it's, I've I've been reading a lot about this, and and as time goes on, of course, you know this is this is something we. We all have to be cognizant about, but but yeah, they don't want to watch a five minute you know video that was done by some production studio. They'd rather watch a thirty second iPhone kind of shaky video because it's real and they know it's not fake and it's, they know it's not overly produced and they know that it probably didn't get approved by some blah 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 team somewhere. Like it just was like shot and and sent. And I love that type of content. I don't necessarily think it always has to be so perfect and polished and pretty and. Um, I love that authenticity because, again, that tells people exactly what's what. It's keeping it real. Uh, it also is great for self-selection, right? Some people are going to be like, whoa, that's not for me. And that's really okay, too. I think the best employer brand um, teams and strategies and campaigns are the ones that attract the right people but also detract the wrong people. And that's really hard to do. That, again, I think is something that five to ten years from now we'll be doing much, much better than we do today. Well, I think your message of authenticity is a great place to leave the conversation. I could talk to you for hours. It is incredible <laughs> hearing your passion and just your insights because you're, I mean, you, you you're even driving this and you're going to continue to drive this for some time. And so, uh, Stacey, I really appreciate you spending a little time with, uh, with us today. Uh, if, if folks want to connect with you or learn more, you gave the URL for the TripAdvisor group before. Do you want to, do you want to hand that out again? And if there's any, any other place you want to direct them to? Yeah, if they go to if they go to Facebook and just pump, pump, punch into the search box, go TripAdvisor, two words. Um, you, you'll be able to join the group. Just join it, and I'll approve you. Someone will approve you. Um, yeah, if anyone wants to um, learn more or chat, um, go to my website. This is Tenfold. That's the name of my company, and TripAdvisor is my client. But yeah, I'm happy to answer any questions and and share my insights. Um, I, I love this stuff. It's it gets. I hop out of bed in the morning every morning at five thirty, and I can't wait to 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 do my job. This is really fun stuff, and um, 
it's great to see to see take some risks and try new things and see what works. So we're having a lot of fun with it. And it shows. Stacy, thank you so much for joining Resonate today. Thank you so much, Jason. It's been a real pleasure. You're 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 born to do this. <laughs> the Resonate Podcast is supported by Recruiting Daily, the source for your news.